Welcome to the podcast. I dissect important topics in culture, politics, and media through the lens of critical thinking, not tiresome hyperbole, annoying partisanship, or ridiculous demagoguery. Like the Marines, we are the few and the proud, independent, free-thinking voices out there. But the voice of reason still must be heard. If you want to escape the filter bubble of endless groupspeak and shaming as well as the herd mentality of my way or the highway, you are home. Here we seek first to understand, then to draw conclusions. It doesn't matter what you think. Just that you think deeply and be open to all perspectives. I will learn from you. You will learn from me openly and honestly with empathy for all viewpoints. In short, we will be critical thinkers here. I am David Hopkins, professor of humanities, your guide. My goal is to apply critical thinking, logic, reasoning, and analysis of philosophy and history to add context and understanding to our modern world. But enough with the formalities of introduction. Let's get started. Our society has been rocked since the George Floyd murder. You know, this... The topic I'm going to talk about was just a blip in the intense media coverage over the last month or so, but it's perfect for illustrative purposes. So this episode will discuss Drew Brees, the flag, kneeling for the national anthem. So let's look at this from both sides of the issue. I know anything with race can be hard, but to pretend it is important and doesn't cause lots of emotion, it would just be a lie. So let's just get it out in the open and analyze it. But before we get there, we need to lay a foundation. You know, a cornerstone concept to have an open conversation about literally anything is this philosophical idea that has been studied very heavily all the way back, especially around the mid-20th century, is if you want to be open-minded human being, you need to understand this. And it's the concept of quote-unquote other minds. It goes like this, you know, I know that I have a mind. That is, I know I have feelings, sensations, thoughts, and the like. In a very direct way, I'm, I'm directly aware of what is going on in my mind right now as I'm speaking to you. But the question philosophically comes up, but how do I know that something like this that I'm experiencing is going on in your mind? You know, it seems silly, but stop and think about it for a second. I am not directly aware of your thoughts and your sensations as you're listening to me. So how do I know that anything is going on in you like what I know is going on in me? It's actually called consciousness or mind. One thing is very clear. This is not really a practical problem, right? No sane person, myself included, doubts that your mind is there and it's functioning. I know my own mind explains a whole lot of my behavior and also that it is affected by the external world and that the way it causes me to behave is responsive to the information it picks up about the world. Isn't it overwhelmingly likely that you are going through a 
the same thing. So we can argue and or actually we can just agree that all our minds work basically the same way. But this isn't really the issue. The issue is how our mind interprets the opinions, the actions, the decisions our minds make. Here is where modern society is breaking down, and this is where this issue breaks down. We tend to struggle to understand, let alone appreciate, the thoughts and opinions of others when they don't agree with our mind. So what made your mind yours? We're not exactly sure, but we know past events, current perceptions, other personality traits. Some people are fearful, optimistic, happy, sad, depressed. All of these things impact our perceptions on a daily basis. But in the end, you cannot know the mind of another person, at least not exactly and surely not all of the time. The more the person's experiences are not like your experiences, the harder it can become to understand their thought process. I want to say that one more time. The more the person's experiences are not like yours, the harder it can become to understand their thought processes. So things like race, which we're really talking about today, gender, cultural differences, socioeconomic differences, whether you're you're from an urban complex or you're from a rural area, what family structure were you raised, all of these things have a strong impact. And, and herein lies the rub. We get very frustrated, even angry at other people's views. There can be a disconnect. So let's analyze this recent situation. So Drew Brees got incredible heat online for in essence stating his opinion that he does not agree with kneeling for the flag. He stated his reason. He equates the flag as a symbol of those military killed in combat and fought for the country. And in essence, he actually had a couple grandparents who had fought in World War II. So what his mind had done is he interpreted the symbol of that flag based on his own personal experiences. And this is known as computational theory. Thomas Hobbes, a philosopher, stated this, quote, by reasoning, I understand computation. And to compute is to collect the sum of many things added together at the same time or to know the remainder when one thing has been taken from another. To reason, therefore, is the same as to add or to subtract. So when Drew Brees took that symbol known as our, as the flag and added up all his life experiences associated with that symbol, he formulated his answer or his response. However, for Drew Brees, this backlash was swift and attacking in the wake of George Floyd. I mean, there were calls to re- for him to just flat out retire from the media. One teammate even said, quote, you're somebody who I had a great deal of respect for, but sometimes you should just shut the F up. Whether from teammates Malcolm Jenkins condemning the comments or a Fox Sports talk show host Hannon Sharp telling him to retire, here is where this can and should be diffused. This is where the conversation can actually happen. Did Drew Brees have fault 
Yes, he lacked something in his comment without even truly realizing it. He lacked empathy for African Americans reeling from a very visual, very public death of someone who did not deserve it. You know, to think critically, we always need to show empathy for a situation. We need to be aware. We need to be fully aware of the fact that others and their minds can have a vastly different perspective which, which have the potential to, to elicit incredible anger, especially in heightened emotional periods of time. And if we don't communicate and perceive others properly, problems can, can, can emerge. And Drew Brees, he literally experienced that firsthand. You know, anger arises when we feel pain. And physiologically, we know just a flood of endorphins pour into our bloodstream. They make us less sensitive to physical pain and unfortunately, less able to reason intellectually. And this, this creates a rush of energy that's typically directed towards whatever is nearby physically or mentally, and Drew Brees got it. Uh, when associated with an injustice, we target our anger toward the instigator of harm. And so as a result, we tend to have a lower sensitivity to the feelings of the person. Our ability to show compassion even toward them is, is then compromised and goes down rather dramatically. If you think about it, every single one of us have gone through this at a certain at some time. Have you ever said this when you're angry? You know, when I'm white hot with anger, I'm incredibly articulate. I make very sound and rational judgments and, and the matter I get, the more clearly I'm able to form opinions. Of course not. That's ridiculous. Anger has the ability of turn of turning on adrenaline and endorphins to fight, to argue, to name call, to lash out. In many ways, this is our society. We're triggered over and over and over again. And when things don't go exactly our way, we flip that switch of anger on and we turn off the switch to be able to think properly. Drew Brees had the unfortunate opportunity to experience that firsthand. He was titled, he was entitled to his opinion, right? Drew Brees can think how he wants to on that symbol, but his lack of empathy, not the opinion, was what was wrong. Did Shannon Sharp and Malcolm Jenkins and others who attacked him on social media, were they at fault? Yeah. A very common argument in society and modern media that's being deployed right now is this fallacy in reasoning. It's called an either-or argument. And it goes by a number of different names besides uh, either-or argument. It could be false dilemma, no middle ground, uh, excluded middle, the fallacy of false alternatives, the fallacy of false choice. It goes by a number of names, but essentially either-or reasoning says this. There are only two options, and you must decide which quote-unquote side you are on. 
and either intentionally or unintentionally ignore any other option. The dilemma is that you're left sometimes with both options being equally bad or there seems to be an obvious alternative to the either or situation. So if you accept that there are only two options, you are compelled to choose the lesser of two evils, which is the same as flipping a coin. You may have felt that way a time or two in in the voting booth, right? Where you showed up, you went to vote, you didn't like either one of those choices. But in this instance, Drew Brees was told, either change your belief or you should retire. Or either change your stance or you must be a racist. This binary is not logical. It isn't true. It's groupthink at its most perverse level. When anyone, and I want you to get this, when anyone in the media or a politician on either side of the aisle says you must do this or else, that's a fallacy in reason. You have been pushed into a subservient position. It's perverse. It's a sickening poison on our culture right now. And it's dictated by a mob mentality to conform or to be canceled or maybe to be ridiculed or maybe to be cast out from society. Do you like to be pushed into this? Obviously not. So why would you do it to others? Even if they temporarily agree or give in to what the mob wants, is it meaningful or is it lasting? Probably not. Human beings don't like to be caged. And either or reasoning forces the individual into a cage. Of course, I don't know Drew Brees any more than you probably do. However, this problem of other minds, more specifically understanding other minds, leads us to problems when we don't think critically. Is it possible for Drew Brees to both disagree with kneeling for the flag and simultaneously empathize and support protesters of social justice? The answer to this question from a critical thinking perspective is absolutely yes. But, but the either or fallacy in reasoning pushes Drew Brees into a box of either supporting, kneeling for the flag, or being against African Americans. He must be a racist if he doesn't agree with me. This is not an argument that's based on critical thinking. Drew Brees isn't black. He hasn't lived black. And although he has worked with blacks his entire career, probably has many friends that are black since he's in the NFL. And a majority of the race of the NFL football players are African-American. But... But see how he failed to recognize the other mind of his teammates? It isn't like he lived out in the 
middle of the Icelandic desert where he never would have seen a black or African. He would have worked with them every day, would have been coached by them, would have interacted with them all the time, but he still missed it. Likewise, Malcolm Jenkins, a close teammate of him, he was extremely upset, even told him to F off, but he's never lived the life as Drew Brees or his family and his circumstances. So he simply couldn't appreciate his opinion. And so he immediately went to anger. His opinion came from anger on a horrific tragedy where where nerves and emotions were on edge because of this terrible, horrific event that happened. And But Malcolm Jenkins, he, he isn't in the mind of Drew Brees and, and he couldn't be even if he wanted to be there. So where does this leave us at the end? We as human beings were at a very distinct disadvantage in trying to think critically through an issue. This instance shows you that intelligent human beings can get very emotional or totally miss the mark on things. We know our mind, but we can never, ever be in the mind of someone else. We've never walked in anybody else's shoes but our own. Whatever generalizations we can draw about others, and we do this every day, we we do it every day without telenovela drama on most instances, but if we're not careful, this lack of understanding of another person's mind can lead to explosions, and we need to do our best to be aware of everyone around us when we see people online or in person attempting to box someone in a corner know it's devoid of critical thinking think this way or you're a racist sexist misogynist or a politician saying you better vote for me or the world is going to end or whatever either or they want to spout be on guard for it And also, don't you push someone into that either-or reasoning either. And finally, and most importantly, in Drew Brees' failure, he didn't show human empathy. Mentally, we always need to be on guard for how others perceive your opinions. So is there common ground to be had in this debate at the end of it? And... In the end, Drew Brees, he issued an apology. He apologized for his lack of understanding, his voicing of an opinion in the midst of a very painful moment for African-Americans. This doesn't mean, though, that he can't have his own opinion, his own mind. He computed this is is rational and and it's good for him. But to be a truly critical thinker, an empathetic human... He needed to also recognize and realize that the other side of the coin, others had been deeply hurt from a social injustice. And that opinion is too just as valid as their com- as their mind computed the opposite opinion. Uh, now he believes, as Drew Brees stated, he has a new understanding of this issue, a new perspective. This time I think common ground was reached 
uh, most accepted his apology. But that brings us, there's always going to be a few that say, no way, I won't accept it. Uh, there was a Philadelphia Eagle defensive lineman, and I, I apologize for not remembering the name as I'm sitting here recording this. Uh, but he, to the to the effect, said something like, uh, no way, I don't accept your apology. And he gave a sort of veiled threat. He can't wait to meet him on the field. Uh, goes to show that almost never will we reach a perfect solution for for everyone, right? And so through this example, I hope you have a deeper appreciation of the other mind because they're struggling the same way to get you just like you are to get them. Many of us many times have made that comment. I cannot understand for the life of me why their opinion is this. See, your mind knows yours, but you're not in theirs. Our initial reaction always is to say, well, they must be dumb. They must be stupid. They must be uneducated because, of course, my mind has it exactly right. Well, not always. Not always. And the only way you can really expand your intellect and your perspective is to simply ask. Simply ask. And not do it like, what in the world were you thinking? Say, hey, you know, can you help me? Can you help me understand your perspective on X, Y, or Z? See, there you're trying to get into the other person's mind as best you can. It can't be perfect. Because the only mind that you know is exactly the way it is, is yours. And if we're honest, sometimes we even struggle our own selves on trying to formulate proper opinions. So if you're interested in deeper discussions on this topic, you know, consider joining our forum area. Uh, you, you'll find those in the links below. Until then, I wish you safety, success, and joy. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found value for the time you invested with me today. For discussion on this topic and many others, I invite you to join our private forums. I personally will be over there and engaging with everyone. And it's just a community of like-minded thinkers just like yourself. If you're not a member yet and looking for a community online that is very different, go to www.daviddhopkins.com. That's www.daviddhopkins.com. Follow the links and you can join us. You know, the best way to expand intellectually is to engage in a real dialogue in a way that fosters growth, understanding, and rigorous discussion without all the name-calling, demagoguery, and flame-throwing silliness of social media and the rest of society. This is what the private forum provides. I would love to see you join. Until the next episode, all my very best to you and your family.